for 30 years and that's really what uh, changed my careers and, and had me leave what a job that I loved in real estate and uh, I'm so glad I did because I've been able to meet world that are making such great strides in terms of improving our dementia care culture. You know, my mom had it for 30 years and people used to say that's an awful long time. Are you sure that's what it is? But we're seeing more and more people Um, live with this disease for very long periods of time. And we're seeing younger and younger people um, getting diagnosed with dementia. And so we have to have these conversations. We have to talk about it. And that's, you know, that's what Alzheimer's Speaks is about, is trying to provide multiple platforms through the radio show, through our blog, through our YouTube channel, our websites, uh, the speaking and training that we do, the dementia chats where I facilitate conversations with those diagnosed so that they can tell us what they want the world to look like, how they want people to interact with them, what type of services they truly need. We also have ended up being um, not only an advocacy-based company, but kind of a media outlet for dementia, which has been really fun to help raise the voices of of those that have services, products, and tools that can help people and let people better connect in a little easier fashion than what my family um, had to deal with. And then there's you, our audience. Now, today we're going to be doing open mic, so I encourage anybody to call in that wants to talk about dementia or caregiving. Any type of dementia is game. The only rule we have on the show is that we have a respectful conversation And that number is 323-870-4602. That's 323-870-4602. And we'd love to hear from you. Um, We invite everyone, if you are diagnosed or maybe you are wondering if you have dementia, maybe you're um, sensing some Things are changing in your world. We'd love to hear from you. If you're a family member, business professional, an author, movie director, singer, songwriter, an advocate, um, a researcher, pick up the phone and just call 323-870-4602. And and when you visit our page, I hope that you'll continue to like and click and share because pushing this information out to Others in your sphere is really helpful because so many people don't know where to go to get information, and we uh, we are here at the ready to help. Our main website is alzheimerspeaks.com, and that's where you can connect with all of our initiatives and projects and information. If you're looking for keynoters or training or consulting in this area, I would be more than glad to talk to you, or you can reach out to me directly as well at Lori 
at alzheimerspeaks.com and Lori is L-O-R-I at Alzheimer's plural speaks plural dot com. Now, before we get chatting today uh, with people calling in, I'm just going to throw some shout outs to some organizations that I just adore. And one of them that is high on my list is uh, is um, Calendar Cards. Dave there has developed not only a wonderful product to help people um, through a memory system that, that he's created, help those diagnosed continue to manage their life on a daily basis. But he's also put together a directory for memory cafes, which is a wonderful, wonderful source for us all to be able to have. And I, I really appreciate his work and what he has done. And you can find memory cafes all over the U.S. And he's starting to develop these also in other countries at memorycafedirectory.com. Or maybe you have a memory cafe and you would like to um, get yours listed. Dave would be more than glad to... Um, to have you join, um, which is free, and he'll just get you signed up taking taking the information. I'm going to give a shout-out to a couple other companies, and I see the lines are starting to beep up here, so that's wonderful. Um, I want to mention a Dementia Action Alliance's uh, conference that they're having June 20th through the 22nd, and that's going to be at Weston uh, Buckhead Hotel in Atlanta, Georgia. And this is a fabulous conference that features many speakers with dementia. And they really are helping to reimagine what life with dementia can look like. So check them out at daanow, that's N-O-W dot org, daanow dot org for more information on their conference. So I'm going to go ahead and just start pulling in callers here. And I think this one here is uh, Bill Welch. Bill, how are you doing today? I'm doing just fine, Lori. Nice to hear your voice. Well, I'm so glad that you called in. Now, Bill, I am, I'm very familiar with Bill. He comes to our memory cafe, and he's also part of our Roseville AD group, which is our Roseville dementia-friendly group, and our, our long name is Roseville Alzheimer's and Dementia Community Action Team. And so he's very, very active in the community. And Bill um, is a retired um, allergist, and he has written a book called Retaining the Mind, How Foods We Eat Can Affect Our Brain. And Bill, if you want to tell people a little bit about your story of um, of your own um, symptoms and what you did, and then I'll pull in someone else right after you, okay? Okay, happy to. Um, I have, uh, unfortunately, Alzheimer's myself. Um, I had noticed it coming on, uh, say, and oh, probably noticed it particularly in about 20 12 or so that I was starting to have trouble with talking and by 2015 it got to the point that I was having trouble speaking I had to continually search for my mind for the words that I was saying and I also ran into a problem that I think is kind of characteristic of many people with uh, Alzheimer's and that's that you uh, can't really speak in long sentences because by the time I got to the middle of that sentence I've forgotten how I started 
I became the master of the very short sentence, how are you today, and isn't the weather nice, or something like that, something that did not require me to speak for a long period of time. But one thing that people who take care of uh, people with dementia mention, notice about their people that they take care of is that uh, it's very hard to for these people that, who are affected to know that they're affected by uh, dementia, and that was so with me, because although I was having these problems, I never got to the point of saying, hey, I've got dementia, until uh, I it was just struck me like I just terrible, like a bolt out of the blue, and although it shouldn't have been, because it, 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 what was leading, what happened was something I should have anticipated. I joined the board of the Ramsey County Library, and I was the chair of a committee there, the luncheon, the program committee, and the program committee uh, had a luncheon, uh, and it was in spring, in April, and we invited, we had a speaker, and the speaker would uh, talk usually about things in spring, like gardening or something, and my, all I had to do was just introduce her, uh, just say, this is... uh, Bonnie, I, I like Bonnie. I've known her. I've been to her talking, uh, and uh, she's very interesting. And she writes a column for the paper, and then sit down and, and let her talk. Well, I knew I was having trouble with my talking, so I thought, well, I'm going to memorize this because I couldn't just say it like I'm saying it now. And uh, so I wrote it down and I slipped the paper, and I couldn't memorize it. It was just a short little introduction. I couldn't memorize it. And I thought, boy, that's hot. So I said, I'll write it down and I'm just going to stand up and read it. And so uh, when the time came, there was about 80 people all dressed in really nice clothes because this was a nice luncheon put on by the library. And um, I stood up to introduce the speaker and held up the sheet of paper and I couldn't read it. It had made absolutely no sense to me. I had to sit down and she had to introduce herself. And at that time, I realized, oh, Bill, you're really going and you're going fast. You've got to change this and turn it around. And that's when I did so. Um, I actually had one advantage in my uh, that others did not have because I had spent 40 years in treating people who had food problems. And they would come to me if the food problem was unknown and somebody had to figure out what it's due to. And during that time, I had many migraine patients, and I, whenever I had a migraine patient, I talked to them and asked them uh, what uh, sets off your migraine. And they would tell me, and I would put it down on a paper, and then I would just, the next patient would come in, I'd say, well, what ask them the same thing, and then tell them also about this other thing that they should avoid. And pretty soon it got to the point where I really had a whole diet put together, and it worked fabulously. My migraine, I I was able to control migraine in eight out of ten patients I saw. And it took me a long time to figure out why that diet was working. And what I did figure out is that under certain circumstances, the foods that I was eliminating from these migraine patients' diet was foods that if they're taken in excess become poisonous to nerves. And what was happening is that the nerves that travel in the head, uh, they travel right close to arteries, and the arteries pounded right beside them. And so the uh, arteries would pound, 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 and as long as the 
the nerve was undamaged. There was no problem. There was no problem with that, no more pain or anything. But once the nerve became damaged, then the throbbing caused the throbbing of the headache. And if you took away the foods and the diet that caused the pain or caused the, uh, the damage to the arteries, then the migraine stopped. And I, that's when I knew I had to go back to you know, to that migraine diet and follow it closely because I had to take those foods out of my diet that were as not only causing my migraine patients uh, damaged nerves, but it was damaging my own self. Unfortunately, it was somewhere, and I, I didn't get it early enough, and I still have trouble with some things that I know. That my, and I, I can't remember parts of what happened to me during that time. So I didn't escape entirely, but I escaped enough so that, thank God, that I had the ability to know about this diet and to do it, know what to do with it. Wonderful. And that's my story. It, well, that's great. And again, Bill's book is called Retaining the Mind, How the Foods We Eat Can Affect Our Brain. And it's William E. Walsh, M.D., and he is a fellow of the American College of um, Allergy. I really appreciate you sharing that with our audience, Bill. Um, thank you so much. They can get that on Amazon then, is that correct? Yes, that's right. That's right. Wonderful. And, uh, I, I enjoy the opportunity to tell people about it because there is, you can have a hopeless feeling about it dementia, but it's not necessarily if you know what's going on, you can reverse the darn thing like I did. And I have been so well compensated by my my wonderful patients and my good God that let me have a life that I loved and it's just fun for me now to try to pay that back. I can't pay my patients back, but at least I can hopefully help others who are sinking into the swamp of this doggone dementia. Well, great. Thank you for sharing your story, Bill. I'm going to go on to a, uh, I'm going to pull somebody in here with a 6015 number at the end, and we'll see who is here. Welcome to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. Who am I speaking with? You have a, the end of your number is 6015. Did you call in and want to say something? It looks like they might have put themselves on hold. Okay, we'll go on to the we'll go on to another one then. I've got somebody from a 201 extension. 201 extension. Did you want to uh to chime in here on Alzheimer speaks? Hi Lori, this could be me. This is Nancy Connor from Smart Adaptive Clothing. Oh, hi Nancy. How are you doing? So I am terrific. Me too. I didn't want to miss it. How are you? How is everyone? Oh, doing good. Doing good. It's always nice to hear from people. I met Nancy out at a conference when I was out east, and she has a really um, neat company called Is it a, a Smart Adaptive Clothing? Is that what it's called, Nancy? Yes, ma'am. You nailed it. Okay, okay. Well, why don't you tell people a little bit about what you're doing and how you got involved in dementia? Okay, great. Thanks, Lori. So the Smart Adaptive Clothing, I founded that to help folks who struggle with dressing, whether it's dressing themselves or dressing another, 
And that could be anyone with Alzheimer's, dementia, arthritis, Parkinson, ALS, MS, and much more. And I started this company. I saw the problem with my father, and my father had Alzheimer's and dementia. He did great while living in assisted living, but after breaking the same hip two times, that assisted living home didn't know what to do. We had no idea how to dress my father anymore, so the norm is dressing someone in pullover sweatpants and pull-up sweatpants, and I thought, no, I have to do something. So I left corporate America a little over a year ago and founded this company. So the difference with our clothing is someone can wear a button-down blouse for ladies, a button-down shirt for men. The buttons on the are on the front placket and cuffs, so it looks, I'm doing air quotes, looks traditional. But we use Velcro to fasten and unfasten so it's quick, it's easy, it gives someone independence, keep your dignity, sense of self, save time and frustration, and it's a game changer. So it's just amazing, and I had many other family members, aunts, uncles, grandparents, great aunts, who also had Alzheimer's. So the gentleman who was on before me, I have to get his book. And, you know, yeah. stay healthy, yeah. self-care. Yeah, Bill's book, again, is called Retaining the Mind, um, How Foods We Eat Affect Our Brain. And it's a it's a wonderful book. People really, really resonate with it a lot. And so that's uh, that's fantastic to be able to, to see there. And I, I love the work that you're doing and how you got involved instead of just kind of going, oh, woe is me, you you jumped in and, and figured out a way to make the world a better place. And and that's, uh, I don't know, to me, that's what it's all about is us working together and trying to trying to figure this out. Um, now, you, um, we met, it was probably just about a year ago, I want to say, when I was out east and I'm heading out there again in April. Uh, so that'll be fun. I don't know if I'll if I'll see you at any of those events or not, but I'll be heading out to. I'm gonna just look up where all I'm going. Um, Please do. I'd love to. Let's see. I am gonna be out with. Um, where am I going? I'm gonna be out with uh, Harmony Village um, at Care One. For a screening of the film A Timeless Love, that used to be the His Neighbor Phil um, film. And then I'm going to United Methodist Communities at the Shores in New Jersey. And we're going to be doing um, a couple of screenings of the film and then a couple of educational programs out there on uh, April 10th and April 11th. So if you're in the area, I'd love to see you. That'd be fun if you can swing out, oh, absolutely. Swing out that way. Yeah. Well, good, good. Well, I, I'm so glad Thank you, you called in. Yeah, thanks for sharing. And, and do you want to give people a website they can go to if they're looking for some adaptive clothing? Oh, sure. Thank you. So my website is smartadaptiveclothing.com. And if you like, you could follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and it's the same uh, address at Smart Adaptive Clothing, easy to remember. And um, I have something really exciting, if I may. Oh, sure. 
Oh, my gosh, this is so big. So last Wednesday, I just started what's called the Philadelphia Fashion Incubator, and it's a one-year residency program learning how to launch a successful fashion brand because my background is sales and marketing management. So this is big. It's a one-year program, a startup program for mentorship, networking, and, you know, learning all about different needs for adaptive. So the world will change very much so within one year. So look out, world. <laughs> oh, wow. That, that is very exciting. I, I can imagine you're just bubbling with joy over that. Um, I you've, am. You've, you've taken some major steps to, to invest in yourself and in your company. And, and I think that that is so wise. A lot of times people will just jump in like I did and, and just you're kind sure of flounder, flounder through things. But you're, you're being very proactive from the get-go in terms of, um, you know, building yourself and, and uh, getting those good foundation blocks underneath you. So congratulations for that. That's very, very, very fun. I appreciate you sharing with us, Nancy. And I hope to see you when I'm out east in April. I will make that happen. And um, this is funny, Lori. I'm literally in the parking lot at a skilled nursing because I have a networking event after this and I had to get here early so I could make the call. Thank you for your support. And I will absolutely try and connect in April. Okay, sounds good. Take care, Nancy. Bye now. You too. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to. Um, a, there's a six five one number here. I tried to pull you in earlier. Um, sometimes people just are on to listen, and that's perfectly fine. But if you want to make a comment, now is your time. I is think anyone that might there? Be me, Lori. It is. And who do we have with us today? <laughs> Well, it's another Lori, and it's the Lori you were with last night. Aha, <laughs> uh-huh, aha. Uh-huh. This is Lori Schultz. Wonderful. How are you doing today? Are you feeling a little better? Because yesterday you weren't feeling so good. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. And thank you again for last night. For those of you listening, um, Lori was at the community that I represent, Gable Pines in Vadness Heights, Minnesota, with a screening of um, A Timeless Love. And what an excellent movie. Um, Just so appropriate for so many people. Um, And we enjoyed it thoroughly. We we had, you know, members of the outside community here that, you know, the response has been really good. But the thing that um, was kind of surprising to us was the amount of our own residents that were not only there, but that were so touched and deeply, deeply touched. And their responses yet even today have been great. Um, so thank you so much for being here. It was awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me out. Um, for those of you that aren't familiar with Gable Pines, you want to tell people you know, where you're located and a little bit about uh, what you're doing. I was just so impressed when I went to visit, but I'll let Lori kind of give you the, the rundown here first of, of their community. Well, thank you. Um, yes, Gable Pines is um, Vadness Heights, Minnesota. So we're just north of St. Paul. So we are um, in the metro area of of St. Paul, Minneapolis. 
um, beautiful community, and we do have independent living, assisted living, and an incredible memory care. Um, it's a, a memory care that I can be very proud to represent, and um, we so appreciate you know Lori's um, input into what we've got, and part of that input is that we've put together a three-month um, dementia education series, and Lori's going to be part of quite a bit of that um, with the film, uh, which we'll be showing. We showed last night, and then we've got two more showings, once in April, April 6th, and again in May, May 10th. Um, and then in between those times, every Friday, we're going to have an education workshop. Um, and Lori will be taking, I think it's five of those, four or five of those workshops, um, and presenting uh, your wisdom uh, to not only our residents and families, but the outside community. So, you know, this is just an open invitation to anybody in the St. Paul, Minneapolis metro area to please um, come and be part of this. Uh, this um, is a great opportunity for you to learn about dementia, what it is, how can you um, live with the disease and not die from it. There's a big difference there, and that's something that we want to um, really spotlight in that you can live and you can you can have a good life and you can have relationship. It just maybe is going to look a little bit different. Um, yes. So March 22nd, we've got an RN, a registered nurse, that will be here um, talking about cognitive assessments. What are they? What can I learn from them? What are the different types? When do I have them? Um, I think that that's going to be really a good kind of a foundation piece. Um, and then the following week, March 29th, we are talking about PT and OT, physical therapy and occupational therapy. How can these therapies support somebody that has dementia? What can they do? Um, you know, it, everything from walking to how you transfer to um, how you're seated all of those things can be approached with a therapy and can really help support that person. Um, and then uh, April 6th, again, we'll have the, a screening of the film along with Lori leading a, a talk back. Um, I, April 10th, we'll be talking about recreational therapies, support through interaction. Um, and we've done a wonderful job here at Gable Pines with having interactive areas um, that can help support somebody with dementia and you know how what that looks like is maybe a housekeeper's or a homemaker's area and it's like you maybe from the outside you look at it like well that's kind of silly you know a baking area or a nursery area but here's what it does it helps to those skills of maybe dressing a baby that helps with the person that's maybe struggling with dressing or grooming or other acts of daily living. Um, you know, we've got gardening boxes and memory boxes, those type of things. All of that can help with not only familiar activities and with um, pulling out memories and conversation, 
but it can help with um, fine motor skills and gross motor skills, bilateral coordination skills. So it transfers. It's not just interactive play. It's interactive purpose. Um, so, you know, this is, that's just kind of, you know, the first few weeks that we've got going on. But um, we're so excited about this series and that Lori's going to be part of it. Um, I feel like this is, this is not just a little snack, people. This is like a meal that we're going to offer. And I'm really excited about it. Well, and you have to mention, too, that, that all this education is free. Um, yes, for for the public and you know a lot of people will you know come to the film and they'll come back and they'll see it again and they'll bring others with them as well so yeah don't think that you're crazy if that's something that you want to do because that happens a lot um, when I bring this film around and I've seen the film probably 300 times and every time I watch it I see something different that I, I just pick up on something a little bit different because you know, I'm in a different mood and I, you know, I've, I've kind of added to my history. And so I view things differently and it's, it's, it's an exciting um, time, I think, to, to see people come together and talk openly and to learn together and to share stories of, of what dementia is like and how it's affecting their lives and what's working and, and what's not working and being yeah. able to pull things together. Now, Gable Pines is not just a memory care. Um, so you want to tell people kind of bigger picture of, of what all you have to offer there? Yes. In, well, we've got independent living, assisted living, and the memory care. Um, and we're, we will be having um, care suites, which is, a, you know, a higher level of care, um, probably in about the next 60 to 90 days. Um, we'll be able to offer that too, um, and it's it's can a beautiful. Can you tell people what a care? Can you tell people what a care suite is? Because not everybody knows that term. Sure, a care suite, or some places maybe refer to it as advanced care, would be kind of one step down from a nursing home level care or skilled nursing. Um, here in Minnesota, um, we we have different licenses uh, for different types of care. So there's things that um, our license does not allow for us to do, um, and that would be more of very end-of-life items that so many people opt to say, nope, not for me. That would be like a ventilator or a constant IV drip, those types of things. But beyond that, there is a lot that we can do um, to care for somebody that has very high physical needs. Um, and that does translate into our memory care also. So, you know, we can take care of the cognitive issues, um, but also the physical issues. Okay, wonderful. Well, I appreciate you calling in and sharing. One of the things when I went on tour there that I was so impressed with was their um, life enrichment or an activities person. Everybody has different names for it out there in the world. But they actually have, um, It's a. she's an OT, isn't she, an occupational therapist? Yes, she is. Yep, she's pretty and, amazing. Yeah, and she has um, set up these stations that are just wonderful interactive um, 
spaces for people with dementia as they're you know as they progress to feel comfortable and and to still feel purposeful so it might be a station where you know they can fold some some laundry it might be a station where they can wash some dishes it might be um you know, a station where, you know, they, I think you've got one for, for beauty too, for makeup and things we do. like that. Um, yeah. And I thought I saw an ironing board and, and just different, uh, different places where people can interact how they normally would have in their own home and, and yes. still be part and still help out, which is, which is very neat. And not all communities have an occupational therapist in that position. And I think that just adds to it. Plus you guys do a lot um, with music and music therapy too, which I think is so beneficial. It is. It makes a huge difference in the lives of our residents. Um, Mm -hmm. Music. Well, music as, as the movie, (laughs) um, a timeless love shows can open doors even if it's just for moments, it can open a door and a window in the mind like nothing else can. And um, it's, it's beautiful to watch our residents interact and be part of music therapy um, or even music entertainment. It, music is kind of, it's, that's the good stuff in life. And mm-hmm. that's the good stuff in dementia too. Yep. Well, I agree. Well, thank you so much for calling in, Lori. I really appreciate thank you, you. Uh, sharing what you're doing. And I'm thrilled to be part of your educational program because I think it's going to make a big difference, not only within your community, but the outer community as well, bringing people together to learn in a safe environment and and Absolutely. make some connections that they wouldn't have had before and, and walk out feeling lifted and um, yes. empowered uh, to, yes. to live with dementia. Well, so and it, I think that education always eliminates the fear, and the fear just makes us stay in a shell. And, you know, with dementia on the rise, we need to make our, our greater communities friendly about it and and to know the signs and to know what do I do in this case and so we are happy to be part of that for the greater north metro area of St. Paul Um, and we thank you so much for being part of it and thanks for having me on today I appreciate that yeah, well, I'm I'm glad you were able to call in, Lori. Thank you so much. That's yeah. Lori Schultz with Gable Pines in Venice Heights, Minnesota. And why don't you give people the website too? Um, are is, are the um, educational programs listed on your website by chance? Um, yeah, actually, they are going on today. I had okay. to have our 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 site manager do them. Um, yes, it it will be on later today. GablePines.com. Okay, that's nice and easy. And I've got them listed yes, on yes. on my site as well, Alzheimer's Speak. Okay. So again, thank you so much. Um, thank I you. Also wa- thank you. I also wanted to just um, give a shout out to some prior shows that we've had, and we've had quite a bit of interest in them. But in case you missed them, we had um, Montevideo Hospital on talking about their memory care clinic, and it was fascinating. They've actually been doing this, uh, having this clinic for several years, and they've really tweaked it. And it's something, especially if you're in a rural area, I know a lot of times they're struggling to get information out 
Um, it would be a great show to listen to. And um, Gretchen Reeves there is more than open to talking to anybody and in, in sharing what they've learned and how they do what they do. We also had uh, Judy Cornish on, and she just wrote um, her second book with dementia, and it's called Dementia with Dignity. Living Well with Alzheimer's or Dementia Using the Dawn Method that she has created. And that is a, a wonderful, easy book um, to, to process and learn from. And she has great insights um, into, uh, into what she has learned through her journey. Again, it's called Dementia with Dignity by Judy Cornish. And that can be found, again, um, like most books on Amazon. We also had, um, coming up here, we're going to have Jennifer Fitzpatrick on, who is also another author, and she is just fantastic. She had um, written a book, and she'll be on the show, I want to say the 19th. Um, her show will be airing, and she was so kind when we did our cruise. Uh, she donated books for that, which was just wonderful. And then on um, in April, I'm going to have an organization on that is going to be talking about stall catchers. Now, stall catchers, I just learned about, and it is a science game. And it was actually put together um, and is working with uh, Cornell College. And they're doing a lot of Alzheimer's research. And on April 13th, um, at 1.30 um, Eastern Time, they are going to have an event, and they want 100,000 participants, and it'll be an hour of what they call game playing, where people will actually be analyzing real live data research and helping them get done in a short period of time what would take scientists a year to be able to process. And so it's going to be a megathon event. And again, it's it's quite exciting. And you can find more information on that by going to megathon.us. That's megathon.us. And I'm actually going to do a show with them because I, I'm very intrigued with this. And I think it's very, very fun uh, what they are what they are looking at doing and how they are pushing science forward and allowing, um, you know, us everyday Joes to be able to participate in that. I think that that is absolutely fantastic. And they've put it together through, again, a gaming process. Uh, but what I've been told is some people just like doing it. It's almost like a meditation for them. It's something where they just have some solitude and they're focused and, you know they let the rest of the world melt away uh, while they are while they're analyzing this data. So again, that's megathon.us. I also want to give a shout out to the all uh, the A list. They do a lot of research and they do that through the internet through simple questionnaires. And what I love about them is they always tell us what the outcomes of the research is. And you can find more information on them if you go to usagainstalzheimers.org. That's usagainstalzheimers.org. And then forward slash networks. And then forward slash a capital A dash list. 
And um, again, it's easy to participate in. They don't bombard you with stuff. Uh, it's just when a new um, new survey comes out, they send it to you. And when the results come out, they send that to you as well. And then many people nowadays are looking for holistic information. And the Alzheimer's Research and Prevention Foundation in Arizona uh, does just that. They really look at diet and exercise and meditation and taking that, that holistic approach. And you can find out more information about them by going to alzheimersprevention.org. That's alzheimersprevention.org. Um, Bill, I would like to pull you back into the conversation if you're still there. You still I'm with, with you. me, Bill? Yeah, I am. Great. Um, one of the things I'd like to talk about, Bill, because I'm I'm very excited that you are part of our Roseville um, dementia-friendly group, and I think it's important. You know, we're hearing more and more about dementia-friendly groups um, popping up all over the place, but I think it's critical that people with dementia participate in those because your voice is so critical to be heard and your insights um, that you have and the wisdom um, that you have regarding the disease is, um, you know, it's priceless. What, what do you get out of being part of, part of a group like that? Well, it, it gives me a different size, a, a different uh, feelings and different knowledge about the field of caring for deep uh, dementia. Um, my work in through the uh, my office was always with people who have food problems, and that is very very important uh, to uh, understand where dementia is coming from because the foods that we've been eating for years have been bothering us and, and leading to Alzheimer's eventually. Uh, but it's what's also true is that there's other methods of treatment that are very effective. There, there's med and, and to sum it all up into just a few words, keeping an active mind and an active body is terribly important if you're going to try to uh, to uh, fight against uh, any of the dementias. And this gives me a real look into that side of it. My own side. Uh, you know, the, my, I know about foods. I know them very well because I spent 40 years treating people who reacted to food. But these other uh, aspects of treatment of uh, Alzheimer's is very worthwhile for me to know so that I can uh, appreciate what other people are doing to help the sufferer. Mm -hmm. I, I hope that that's an explanation that uh, works for you. Yeah, no, no. I just I think it's so important for for people to understand what they can get out by participating, you know, in um in these types of groups because it I, I think it just gives us all an expanded um knowledge base, no matter how we no matter how we slice the bread, you know, it's important for us all to to look at things a little bit closer and to um to, to really, you know, look at how can we help one another here, and um, you know what can we what can we do what can we learn, um, how do we expand not only our message but others' messages because, you know, everything I do or you do isn't going to be everyone's cup of tea, and but people need those resources 
to be able to to go on and and to feel part and to feel hopeful and connected, I think. I have one word for that, what you just said, and that's amen, and that means I agree entirely. (laughs) So much I agree with. And that's so important for me, whose you know, who mind is all is really wrapped up in the food part of it. And to see that other other aspects are very important, and people in those other who are working in this other aspect, whether it's mental uh, exercise, whether it's physical exercise, they're they're contributing their part too, and it's exceedingly valuable. I would uh, suppose that if you were just perfect on food, and yet did not exercise your mind or your body that maybe it wouldn't work. And you're right. Some people will take some information and follow it. Some people will take others. And whatever they take, there's roads that they can take that will help themselves. And I I know that for me, I have to be exceedingly strict on the diet, but there's a lot of people who just won't be that way. Uh, And and if it it only matters if you have severe uh, Alzheimer's like I have. I have really severe Alzheimer's. My family has Alzheimer's. My brothers and sisters have Alzheimer's uh, 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 problems. And and so for me, it's it's if I'm going to write books, if I'm going to talk at various places, uh, I've got to have a clear head, and, and so I've, I've got to be strict about what I eat and drink. But that's, that's not not everybody's going to be like that, and so they're going to mm-hmm. need help from other people in yeah. other professions. Yeah, it's just it's one of those things that we we all kind of take things in a little bit different, and and that's perfectly fine. You know, um, but the important thing is to get that information out there, and that's that's one of the things. That, and I haven't mentioned this too much in our in our Rosefield group, but it's something that I do want to bring up in our next meeting. Is I've been working with a, a company that's developed a dementia resource directory called Care to Plan, and I'm really excited about it because it allows big and small companies and all different um, types of services, products, and tools to be part of this so that the public can have access to it all. And they can, you know, help search for information, um, even if they're on the other side of the world, because they'll be able to do geo searches, you know, if it needs to be community oriented, or if they're just looking for great information. Um, Mayo is one of the major content builders. And uh, we'll have to do a show on that um, coming up in the in the next few months because I just think that that's such a important tool and, and so many people um, haven't seen it or, or heard it, you know, because it's been in beta testing, but it's now out of beta testing and, and it's just a very important product um, for people to, to, I think, feel empowered and to, and I think they'll be shocked at how many services, products, and tools, and ideas, and concepts there are out there in the world that they never knew about. I know I sure was when I was on that journey. So, yeah. Um, I want to ask you another question, too, Bill, about uh, the Roseville Group, because you've also been involved with some of the um, educational programs that we've put on both just being present and watching and then also as a speaker. And what are your thoughts in terms of 
of those types of programs? Is that something you encourage more cities to do? Oh, boy, do I ever encourage it. And I think that you're thinking about the one of the programs that I was involved in where we had a nurse who was a, is a specialist in the care of uh, Alzheimer's patients, and we had a physical therapist who is, is takes care, helps people exercise and keep their bodies straight and strong, and me. And we were able to really come from a different aspects of, of of ways of avoiding and getting away from Alzheimer's and, and other dementias. Yes, and I agree that any time we can put a number of different people together, that it, it stops it being all one type of treatment and nothing else. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, good. Well, thank you for for speaking on that. Um, I'm also just going to give a shout out to a couple other events that um, might be of interest to people. I will be also screening A Timeless Love. This is in Minnesota with the Jewish Community Center on St. Patty's Day, um, Sunday the 17th. And we're going to be doing that between 9.30 and noon at the Jewish Community Center. We'll be doing a talk back. And again, that is a, a free event for the public. And then also April 2nd, I'm going to go up to Princeton, Minnesota, And we are going to be doing a screening of the film there, April 2nd, 6.30 to 8.30. And that's through the Act on Alzheimer's Princeton group. And so that'll be kind of fun to to, uh, interact with them and see what they're... It's always fun for me to see what various dementia-friendly groups are doing. I see we've got another caller on the line, so I'm going to pull in our caller from... uh, 519 extension, 519, if you won't mind stating your name and letting us know what you'd like to talk about. Hi, Lori. It's Bacchus. Hey, Bacchus. Oh, wonderful. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I just listened to your new song, and it is fabulous. Um, Bacchus is a a songwriter, and he has just put out a lot of amazing um, songs regarding caregiving and the journey with dementia. So I don't know if that's specifically why you're calling today, but I definitely want you to talk about that, um, if you don't mind. Yes, I, I guess... Um we uh, as artists you know writing books and all that we kind of chronicle our journey i i do it through songs i i just just don't have probably the patience to write a whole book on my journey but (laughs) i I have been doing it through songs so it's like about six seven songs over uh my mom's been in long-term care since 211 now so uh, it's been that long and I've probably got about six, seven songs, I think. Just can't keep track. Uh, but mm-hmm. this last one's kind of really close. Uh, All That Matters is a song, and it's co-written with uh, uh, Charlie Lambert, who's singing and playing the piano on there, and Lisa Rufour. Um So it, it's been probably in the works for about two years now. And we finally came to uh, uh, where it, this is good to let out now. And uh-huh. uh, it, it's a close one. Um, I, I think the big thing when I was writing it is when I visit mom and I go there every day and the last four years it's been morning and in the evening she does have dementia going and 
Alzheimer's, uh, all of that. But uh, go in there twice a day. I always want to make sure that when she wakes up, she's going to see me. And when she goes to bed, she sees me also. So I, I usually spend probably about three to four hours a day with her. And that's been going on, yeah, that's been going on since she took her falls there about four years ago. And Mm -hmm. she's in a wheelchair. So I I thought, you step it up a little bit more. Um, I'm a little stubborn that way. So, but anyway, (laughs) as far as the song, yeah, you get a little stubborn. Uh, I don't know, you set everything aside and that becomes the most important thing in your life. Um, As far as the song, it came to me... um, when you're kind of in the home, I want to get her off the floor. So I wheel her around in a wheelchair and we go to the old section, but it's a big facility. And in those travels, there's a lot of thoughts that go on in your mind. And one of them is when I was a little kid and everybody, who is that one person there holding your hand? when they let you go and you take those first steps. It's mm-hmm. usually your mom or dad. So yep. that's the way this song started out. And and you're probably this way too. If you've got your daughter or your son, um, you always think of the grandkids then. And yep. usually the daughter and son bring them to you and there you are, you're holding them but you know you have to let them go also back to the parents. So mm-hmm. it, it, it started all that way. And then uh, with the course, which is really touching, um, all that we take with us really are our memories. And that's what we leave behind, and that's what we take with us. Nothing else really mm-hmm. matters. So that's what the song was all about. And then uh, the third verse, I got stuck on it, and Charlie helped on that. He wrote music. And uh, on that third verse, you also have to let go. And as a caregiver, you think about that time when you're going to lose your loved one, too. And you have to let go then, too. Uh, As you know, your mom, you've gone through it with your mom. Yeah, uh, you hold their hands, and that last final hours, you, you let it, you have to let them go too, and that's uh, very difficult. Uh, I can't imagine what that's going to be like, but you're going to have to live through that. Yeah, but that's what that song is all about, and uh, it's hard. Uh, you've been through it all, Lori. Uh, I, I know because I followed your journey, and uh, uh, it's very similar. Yeah, it's amazing. It's it's been five years. Um, last month, the end of last month, since mom passed, and um, it, when I was listening to your song, it just brought all that back, you know. And and oh, yet, yeah. it it's such a privilege to be walking on this journey, knowing that you've supported somebody the best you could. And and knowing that you weren't always perfect about it, but you know what, life wasn't perfect before dementia hit either. Uh-huh. But just, just, oh yeah. You know, knowing that you know you were there and you were you you tried your best. Um, that that brings that can bring us a lot of comfort if we're willing to just open up. That we just did the best we could in the moment that we had, and it wasn't wasn't perfect, but life isn't perfect, and it's about 
you know, it's just about being there next time then, you know, and for you and your dedication of, of seeing your mom every single day. And, you know, when you're saying you want her to, you know, wake up with you there and go to sleep with you there, you know, just the intention of that comfort that you're giving her is just, you know, pretty rare, Bacchus. I hope you know um, how amazing well, you are caring for your mom. Well, the the hard part is uh, uh, you, you got to put everything else aside, but you know that you need it as much as she does. Do you yep. know what I mean? Like, as much as she needs me there, I need her also. I, yep. It's that part of life. I mean, I'm, I'm 60 years old, so yeah, all that other stuff really, you know, it can set aside. You know, you can set it aside. It doesn't mean that much as it used to mm-hmm. when you're yep. growing up and you have the career and you want all of that stuff. That it's It's all set aside because I need this now more than I probably have ever. You know, those yeah. moments where I take her down and I hold her hand and we watch the cooking program. Mm-hmm. And then she gets, I need to go to the bathroom. I need to and go to sleep. <laughs> and, and I mean, she's she's sleeping around uh, 7 o'clock now. So it, uh-huh. yeah, but, but the bathroom issues for, uh, that's, that's a, quite the job. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it seems like everybody needs to go to the bathroom bathroom and it it can drive you up the wall at times but you got to be patient yeah well uh, you know I was thinking about when you were saying that you needed it just as much as your mom needed it and you think of the the gifts she's given you in terms of song those songs you know the songs you've written wouldn't have been without the journey you've been on and then the comfort yep. that those songs have given so many other people. Now, how can people um, hear hear the songs that you've written? Uh, all I've basically got them now is on, this one is just on Facebook. The other one, I, um, I let out eight song CD, and it raised probably around close to $400 for the Alzheimer's local here. Uh-huh. And it had still a child on there and... Uh, the uh, song about younger onset, uh, mm-hmm. you are here. I think uh, uh-huh. you've heard uh, those ones. Uh, that one's on CD Baby. If somebody wants to purchase that CD, okay, uh, okay. I just haven't been on there. And they look under back of Sab on that would uh, you'd be able to find it there. And you can order either one song or you can order the whole CD. Okay. Oh, uh, I wish I had it in front of me, but I just don't have it in front of me. Okay. But, uh, yeah, there's a few more in the works. I have another one about it. I'll, I'll send it to you. It's still at that point where I don't want to release it unless I know it's done. Yep. And yeah. uh, it, it's a pretty cool one. It, it is about all the uh, the walking we do in okay. home. And Wonderful. those walls end up talking to you. Because uh-huh. uh, oh, when when you're in there, yeah, you're you're. It's not just your mom that you notice. You notice everybody else there. Thirty-two other Wonderful. people on the floor. And, yeah, and then you see a lot of them go. So Great. since my mom's been in there in two eleven, she is probably the oldest member there. Okay, and we need to the wrap up here. 
we need to yes. wrap up here before before the show ends on us. But thank you so much for for calling in and sharing with us your song "All That Matters." And again, people can go yes. to CD Baby and um, look up Bacchus Saba. Uh, for more information on that. And thank you to all our other guests that called in as well. And don't forget, you can always go to alzheimerspeaks.com to learn about all the other projects and initiatives we're working on. Thanks so much, everyone. Have a blessed day. Bye-bye. Thanks, Lori. Bye now. (laughs) Thanks, Lori. Hey everybody, Jared Sebesti, your host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.